Welcome to Dream Gardens, where we talk up the children's books we love. My name is Jody Lima, and on this twice-monthly podcast, posted on the first and third Monday of each month, I interview other kids' books enthusiasts about their own favorite children's books. Today I'm going to be talking to Don Young. Don is author of several picture books, and we're going to be talking about her latest one, which is called Once Upon a Christmas, uh, which is also illustrated by Kenneth Anderson. We are also going to be talking about her favorite children's book, uh, which is also another picture book called Goldie Rocks and the Three Bears by Corey Rosen Schwartz and Beth Colton and illustrated by Nate Rag. But before we get to all that, I wanted to mention a few things. First, this will be my last podcast for 2021. I'm taking a little break and won't be posting any more Dream Gardens podcasts until the first Monday of January of next year, uh, which happens to be January 3rd, 2022. So please rejoin me then. The second thing I want to mention was that this podcast, uh, the one you're listening to right now, also marks the end of the fifth year that I've been doing this podcast. And that's a lot of people I've talked to about a lot of children's books, and it's been terrific. Uh, Looking back, some things haven't changed. I mean, the basic premise of the podcast has stayed the same, and so has the theme music. Hopefully, over all that time, I've gotten better as an interviewer and a podcaster, Uh, which is not to say I'm a great interviewer and a podcaster, just hopefully better. Of course, the, the biggest change from when I started is that I can now say I am a children's author and not just aspiring to be one. Uh, And since I am one, I will do one last shameless plug for my book for 2021. I'm sure I'll do more of that in 2022 as well. So the book is a middle grade horror novel called Hushabye, and it was published by Vikings Children's Books in August. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to my author's website, jodyleemont.com. And if you want to buy it, you can probably buy it wherever you usually go to buy books. With any luck, perhaps I'll have another book to talk about next year. We shall see. For next year, at least, I'm going to keep on going and putting out this podcast, maybe with a few changes. Uh, We'll see. How much longer? Who knows? We certainly aren't going to run out of children's books to talk about anytime soon. And that's a good thing. My guest today is Don Young author of such picture books as Counting Elephants and the Night Bafor series. Her latest picture book is Once Upon a Christmas, illustrated by Kenneth Anderson. You can find more information about Dawn at www.dawnyoungbooks.com. Thank you for joining me today, Dawn. Oh, thank you for having me, Jody. I appreciate it. As I mentioned, your most recent book, the picture book, is Once Upon a Christmas. That seems very timely uh, for this time of year. Can you talk a little bit of what this book is about? Sure. This book is a fractured fairy tale mythological, mythical creature mashup. So I brought together a cast of characters who are at a party where things just aren't going right. Then when they find out that Santa's sleigh has plunged into the lake, they work together as a team to save Christmas. And now that they know how to work together and know what their strengths are when they go back to the party, Everything goes just right. And what was the inspiration for book? Where did the story, uh, where did the idea for this come from for you? Well, I've always, always wanted to write a fractured fairy tale. So I, I had one 
that in work that I was always hoping would get published, but it, it didn't have anything to do with Christmas. And it was loosely attached to, to this story. I was very fortunate that my editor asked me if I had a holiday story that involved classical fairy tale, mythical creatures. I didn't at the time. I did not, but I had an idea for one loosely based on what I had written. So I was game for doing it. So I said, sure, I'll I'll give it a shot. But I had no other guidelines or anything around it. So I thought, okay, how am I going to pull together fairy tale, classical and mythical creatures? And um, with, you know, Christmas being so festive and being a celebratory time of year, I thought, well, they could all come together at a Christmas party. And once I had that idea kind of planted in my head, I I kind of went forward with that. But like most good stories, you need an issue or a conflict. So, of course, I put Santa in a little bit of trouble there. And then the team saved Christmas. Now, I'm I'm curious because in this book you have so many – I did have the chance to read it and I enjoyed it very much. Uh, but you have so many different characters, like you say, drawn from all, you know fairy tales and mythology. And so how did, what was the process of figuring out what characters to include or even who not to? Well, it's funny you ask that because I had to cut some characters, which made me kind of sad. But I'm saving them for hopefully another story. What I tried to do – was figure out where I could find the humor in the story. And those were the characters that I tried to use. So obviously the big bad wolf blowing down the gingerbread houses gave me an opportunity for humor. So he needed a role. And you'll see Bigfoot trying to take Christmas photos, which is pretty funny because no one could ever get a picture of Bigfoot. So I looked for opportunities for humor. And those are the characters I decided to work with. Although there were some other ones in here that would have had a pretty humorous role. There, I had too many in here to fit into a 32-page picture book. So I, I'm hoping for Once Upon Easter. So I saw a place for them. And so I kind of tabled them and went with the characters that um, gave me the, the funniest lines and parts in this book that tied to Christmas. So we should look out in the future for another once upon a another holiday, maybe Easter, maybe something else where some other characters might show up. Well, let's say if we all cross our fingers, maybe <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping. Now, I'm, I'm always curious uh, in talking with a, a picture book author about the process of working with illustrator and i understand it's all sorts of sometimes it's a collaborative thing sometimes you send the text and um you know and the illustrator sort of works independently you know the the author and i'm just wondering what was the process uh for you with um you know creating the text and uh, the illustrator providing the illustrations um which sort of process was was involved in this book ours was the latter um he he got the text and then he worked on it independent of me. I had some art notes in there. And then fortunately, my publisher is so amazing. So th- they sent me kind of some early um, sketches and some early character sketches. And I was in awe of Kenneth's work. I mean, once I caught my breath, I was like, I was just blown away. I was thrilled. I, I think I had very little to say other than wow 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 I don't 
I don't think I wanted anything changed. It was remarkable. I think I had to change the text based on one of his illustrations because I had Santa sitting in water and the illustration had him standing in water. So I think that was the only issue that came up. I know we worked a little bit on making Tarzan look more like Tarzan, but other than that, um, he, he did, I couldn't have asked for a better representation of the story and just a more enchanting festive. I could, I couldn't have asked for more. Could you share part of the book with us? Absolutely. I'll, I'll share the opening. Once upon a Christmas, the three bears decided to host their first ever Christmas Eve celebration. The bears planned and prepped down to the last detail so everything would be just right. They invited everyone in the land. The guests dressed in their Christmas best and gathered at the cottage. The party was, in full, was full of festivities, baking, building gingerbread houses, Christmas caroling, trimming the tree, taking photos, and reading Christmas stories. So then you'll have to get the book to find out how the party goes. <laughs> I think for a lot of kids, it's kind of neat because they get to look at these different characters. I would say, oh, I know that one. I remember that. Or who's that one? And then they you know, get to maybe discover new stories for those characters that they don't know as well. Right. And the one thing that I really love about the, having this opportunity was I think you're really going to get kids to connect with their parent, with other generations, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, because these are characters from their childhood. And it's going to add another layer of connection. So there'll be stories from their childhood that come up just from a conversation about this book, which I think makes it extra special. It's a real sharing experience. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Now, are there any other books out there uh, that you're either working on or have worked on uh, that you want people to know about along with uh, Once Upon a Christmas? Uh, yes. So this year I was fortunate to have another, well, two more in the Night Ba 4 series. Um, one was Easter that came out earlier in the year. But this summer I had uh, the Night Ba for the first day of school so if you um, have um, a child who's a little anxious or excited about going to school, that's a great book to help them get excited and see all the fun that's in store for them. And then I also have my night bath for Christmas, which is timeless because every year Christmas comes. So it's another nice addition to the holiday collection. And it's quite different from this one. Uh, the night bath for Christmas is written in rhyme and it has a um, whole different set of characters the Once Upon a Christmas is not in rhyme, which was different for me. I tend to be a rhymer, but um, I loved the opportunity to have more wordplay and puns um, and humor in Once Upon a Christmas. And not working, not writing in rhyme gave me more freedom to do that. And is there a different sort of process? I'm wondering because you, like I say, usually like to rhyme. And so what's that shift like working in it's It's because it's a very different way of expressing yourself. You still, the words, you know, and how they sound and how they fit together and the rhythm are still important, but in a different kind of way. If, oh, you know what I mean? For, yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, I still have some internal rhyme in Once Upon a Christmas and I have Lots of, I love alliteration, so I still use a lot of the figurative language. But I think 
what happens with me is if a story, if I, if I end up with coming up with some lines and they tend to be in rhyme, I, I go that way. And, um, like it's once that's in my head, that's the way I proceed. Once upon a Christmas didn't come to me that way. It came to me in prose. So I, I was good with that. So I write both. I absolutely write both all the time. In fact, now I'm writing more prose than I am rhyme. So I probably have a process for both. The The prose process is much more freeing <laughs> than the rhyme, but I like the challenge of rhyme. I, I do. I, I love to rhyme. So I'm good with both. I, you know, I look for humor. I look for language. I look for opportunities to, you know, to put it all together. So the process is somewhat similar. I just don't have to have those end rhymes when I write in prose. You still have the challenge of, because um, I know this is true for picture books, and I was mentioned this, that I don't think enough people appreciate just how challenging it is to write a book that's very compact and in a very and trying to tell a story and keep it interesting and uh but keep it and you know very focused and do it in 32 pages and it is not as easy as people might think it is right but that's and that's where your illustrator is key because they fill in so many of the blanks for you and pick up so much of it with the words that you left out and they they put that all in the pictures plus do so much more. Um, that's why it's such a team effort. Giving them that freedom to create helps you use less words, gives them the opportunity to use their talent. So it really is a, you know, a beautiful marriage for the words and the pictures. And, and Kenneth did that for me and so much more. Now, the book you picked as one of your own particular favorite books is also a picture book. Uh, it's titled Goldie Rocks, and, Goldie Rocks and the Three Bears, and this was written by Corey Rosen-Schwartz and Beth Colton and illustrated by Nate uh, Rag. And uh, so for readers who are unfamiliar with this, and until I picked it up, I didn't, hadn't read this one myself, can you talk a little bit of what this book is? Yes. Now, this is truly a fractured fairy tale. And this is one of those books that got me wishing for my own fractured fairy tale because I thought this is so much fun because kids, you know, they, they know these stories. And then when you can put a twist on it and put your own kind of angle on it, I think it's so clever. And to be able to do that because, you know, we all want to kind of tell the same story because that's the one you're familiar with. But when you can change it up as Corey and Beth have done here, I just think they did a brilliant job. And the rhyme in this book is perfection. So the rhythm is, is so smooth. Um, and it's just fun. There's wordplay. It's just got a little bit of everything. I don't know Beth, but I know Corey and Corey's just, she's a great person. She's an amazing talent. So there's, a lot of reasons this book is a favorite of mine. You know, obviously you can tell by the title that's based on, you know, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And uh, and I think there are a lot of stories out there that sort of take that as a basis. And I'm just wondering, what is it about this story, this very simple story, this old story that makes it still so appealing that people want to do like this, like in this book, take that as a basis to sort of spring up, spring off and create something a little bit new, but still have that kind of familiarity that we know with this story right that's yeah that's the thing it's like something we all 
connect to our childhood. It's just one of those things that is just a staple in the childhood. Everyone's heard this story. So I think it just brings back so many memories, you know, of, of being a child, being told this story. But, you know, I think really there's a lot more you could do with that story because it was, you know, it was kind of basic. And Corey proves that there's lots of opportunity for humor and adventure and action because that's what she did with her version of it. So it takes us all kind of to the same place, you know, back to like the core of our childhood, but then, you know, takes you, takes it, takes it a little bit further. Cause it gives a, a more modern, a definitely a more modern oh, for update. Sure. Yeah. Y- yes. Yes. So this is definitely a fun spin on Goldilocks and the three bears. And uh, music being the theme. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. Now, I, I, the thing I th- was thinking about is when, when I think back the, the the old traditional story, it's almost like a cautionary tale, but this is not really. This one's more about creativity and kind of the joy of discovery, more, more than a cautionary tale, I would think. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, Goldie Rocks didn't even know she had the talent she had. <laughs> So that was kind of funny how it just happened, you know, by accident, how things just worked out beautifully. She was at the right place at the right time and things came together and she was, you know, experimenting. And sometimes that's what you have to do to figure out what you're good at. And that's what she did. Because that seems to be so much of the process. Sometimes you just stumble upon things accidentally and you realize, oh, this actually works pretty well. Right, right. Isn't that just beautiful? Yeah. Now, I, I was thinking that a lot of kids identify with Goldilocks because she kind of exemplifies their own curiosity about the world, you know, wondering about things, but also gets them into trouble now and right. then. And so they sort of see themselves in Goldilocks, and I, I guess in some ways. Right. And, the, you know, and she doesn't mean to break the things she breaks. You know, she's she's going in there pretty innocently just exploring she reminds me of my sheep in the night before series they just get so excited that their joy kind of takes over and they you know things tend to not go so right but it's not intentional it's just really just an incredible sense of curiosity and that's what she's experiencing here so which sometimes, as adults, we have to remind ourselves that's what's going on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's great when, when adults can enjoy a picture book with a child because, you know, you start to look at the world again through a child's eyes, tend to be a little bit more forgiving, tend to laugh a little bit more, you know, kind of like lighten up on some things because, you know, it's, not, it's, it, it's really that, you know, they're looking at it a place of innocence and curiosity and wonder. I'm just thinking about the the text of this book. As somebody who's who's written a lot of uh, picture books, uh, text herself. What is it you think the authors do here that really works or uh, makes it a good picture book in terms of its text, at least? Well, so I do have to speak to the rhythm because the rhythm is incredible, and which is so perfect for a book about music. I mean, that's like you know, perfect, just perfect there. She's, there's some just really cute lines, you know, when she says, great balls of fire. You know, it's just an expression, but, you know, that's such a musical, musical line. 
So there's some wordplay in here. And then she's got the ooh, doobie whoop, dum dum, diddy do. Um, just some really fun language, things that are just really fun to read. And then when she's got the other characters trying out the the rabbit and the three pigs and Little Red Riding Hood, you know, that adds like an element of surprise too. So just, again, she fractured the fairy tale, but she added a little bit of a mashup in there too, where she brought some other unexpected characters in. And then she broke things just like she did when she visited the house. But these things were all musical. So I just thought it was so clever. And of course, like with any picture book, you know, the text is important and it's the sort of the basis for the story, but you've got to have really great illustrations um, to make a really good picture book. So what do you think the illustrations kind of help to um, bring forth in this book and help to support the text as well? They're so lively. So the book is got a lot going on, a lot of fun things, a lot of great verbs. She's got incredible verbs in here. And the pictures, you know, complement that so well. There's a lot going on. They're so expressive. Um, all the characters have such great expressions on their faces. And um, the colors are just really exciting. And just, um, it's just a really dynamic looking book to me. And the bears are adorable. So the illustrations are just so good. So, so, so good. Because it's really the first thing kids see, so you really need something to draw them in. And, of course, the story carries them along as mm-hmm. well. So it's the two working back and forth. Yeah, and they and this it's this is doing that very, very well. This book does that very well. Now, I always talk about this a lot with picture books. Um, I always think that uh, we think of picture books we read to younger children, but I always uh, like the idea of using picture books uh, for older kids or even adults. And in this case, um, maybe as a tool for, you know, teaching, you know, using existing stories and creating something new. Can you see using this book uh, with, like, older kids or even adults as a way to explore um uh, things like old stories, or even explore ideas of what creativity uh, can be. Yeah, I think this is a great example for that, too, because when you think of Goldilocks and Three Bears, you want to go right to that traditional story. And, you know, it's hard to imagine recreating something. You can create something, it's in your head, and, you know, it comes to you, and it's a new idea, and, you know, you, you hope it hasn't been done. But when you think about this, you, you want to always go back to the same place. So when you can change that up and make it new and different, I think that's what I appreciate it, about it so much. It's like, it's so different from what it, sh- you know, it was, but yet it feels similar. It feels similar in familiarity. Like I feel comfortable with it. I remember it. It brings me back to my childhood, but it's so different and clever that I love the newness. So I think having them stretch their imagination and really think outside the box, this is a great example for that. Even when you're trying to be try new things and try to be creative, you need a, a kind of a, a foundation uh, to build upon. It's hard to just c- create something that's completely new that no one's ever seen before. You need some kind of foundation to get started. 
right? As a writer, that's probably my hardest part is the starting. I will revise all day long. Starting is not always that easy for me. Starting's my, that's it's a hard one for me. But once I get started, I'm, I'm good. And once I need to revise, I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. But ugh, starting's hard. It's that blank page is very daunting. It is. It's intimidating. Uh, is there a, a part of uh, Goldilocks that you could share with us? Sure. I'll um I'll I'll read the opening because I think it's very inviting and it's fun. Once upon a rock and roll time, three bears in a band jammed with ease. The puppet bear drummed, the mama bear strummed, and the baby bear tickled the keys. But the band didn't have many fans yet. And Papa Bear figured out why. Though we all love to croon and can carry a tune, we can't hit the notes way up high. So they set out to find a soprano. Soon after they left, a girl knocked. Is that porridge I smell? Gee, that would be swell. She checked and the house was unlocked. And then that's when the magic happens. It's good to point out this is a this is a fun book. It's not a, a, a scary. Sometimes you can t- do a version of this book where it's a little bit scary, but this is this is just kind of a, a fun and very uh, lighthearted book. So it's it's not um, <laughs> they're not scary bears. In other words, well, it's you know it's funny that you say that because when I was doing my Once Upon a Christmas and I was I I just wanted to research like funny lines that I could take out of stories and do some wordplay and you know, see what characteristics I could just use, just, be, you know, picture the characters and get back into the story and really try to, um, you know, fra- fracture some of those. Some of that stuff was scary. I thought, what, what must kids think? I mean, these, I looked at some really old ones too. Yeah. They, there were some scary stories out there. Well, like those old grim fairy tales. Yeah, are exactly. <laughs> yes. Fairly yes. extreme. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, Don, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me both about your own, own books, including the recent one, Once Upon a Christmas, and for introducing me and talking to me about Goldie Rocks and the Three Bears. Oh, I, it was my pleasure, Jody. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You can find more information about Don at www.donyoungbooks.com. Thank you for joining me on Dream Gardens. The theme music, titled All Together, is provided courtesy of Purple Planet Music. You can visit them at www.purpleplanet.com. Podcast cover art was created through Canva, which can be found at www.canva.com. You can find the Dream Gardens podcast website at jleemott.com and my author website at jodyleemott.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at dreamgardensjlm. The Dream Gardens podcast is available through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please comment, share, or subscribe. And until next time, keep dreaming, keep growing, and keep reading. Keep reading.